RPGs podcast where we talk about everything TTRPG related, mainly with a focus on Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition, but we like a little bit of everything around here. This episode is another guest episode where we talk about a specific topic, a bit of a general discussion back and forth between a good friend of mine. In this episode, we are joined by a very good friend of mine and fellow player uh, and DM sometimes for me as well. Uh, Ryan, welcome Ryan to the RPGs podcast, my friend. It is such a pleasure to be here, Josh, and I am very excited to to be talking about one of my favorite topics uh, in everything uh, TTRPG. Awesome. Yeah, I wouldn't have it uh, with anybody else. Today, we're going to be talking about uh, generally overcoming barriers and engaging in RP when it comes to tabletop RPGs and RPGs in general. RP are two of the three letters, but I feel like people either don't engage with it fully or don't engage with it at all or are nervous about engaging with it, uh, feel awkward, and a couple of things that we'll discuss a bit later. And we're kind of just going to talk about our experiences with that and our most uh, enjoyed, our most enjoyable part about playing D&D with our friends uh, on the reg is that we get to pretend to be random elves and wizards and... and um, uh, have little campfire conversations between our characters and just have some cool monologues and stuff here or there. So that's why we thought this topic was such a good uh, thing for us to be addressing. So Ryan, before we get started, can you let us know a little bit about yourself uh, and your experience with TTRPGs, character creating, RPing in general? Yeah, for sure. So I... Um... I, I mean, currently, my 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 daily job is is around the uh, startup culture. I um, on the daily am working as a software engineer and managing teams and and and, and building products out. But um, I also, from a very young age, um, was heavily inspired uh, by the games I played and the characters that I played in those games. Um, and eventually to speed things up, I ended up finding a very, uh, amazing group of friends that, that are already now my lasting friends. And we, I suppose, you know, got into this amazing, um, uh, this amazing space of uh, what what we refer to as as TTRPGs and and tabletop. Originally, it was Pathfinder for me, and it's something that has has brought me so much inspiration, um, so much, if I'm honest, just emotional support, <laughs> uh, creating a space for for myself to express things that that can otherwise be very um difficult to express in 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 everyday society um but it's something i'm definitely passionate about i would say it's 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 top three music is 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 another one of those those uh in the ranking there um but yeah i'm i'm i suppose i can explain myself maybe as as quite a a deeply passionate uh, human being, as, as as things go, um, and and this is this is something that definitely caught the the ire of my passions and and stirred the fire <laughs> thereof. So it's something that I hold very dear to my heart, and, and and something that I cherish because I can see how much it can can bring to to one's 
you know, life IRL and, and, um, you know, the, the situations that we face on the daily, like we, sure. we, we live, uh, we all live very, <laughs> I can speak we, for you we, too, yeah, but very sure. com- complicated and difficult and intense lives. And I think it's, um, it's, it's such a beautiful thing to engage with yeah. and to get the opportunity to. Yeah. Having that escape for sure. Um, that's like the major thing I think is role playing, playing a role that's, that's not your own. Or in some cases, if you want to life imitates art, but, um, just before we head on a little bit, um, something that just kind of, uh, popped up in my head now was with can't really be talking about like engaging and being characters and RPing and stuff without kind of thinking about, um, what type of characters you've played, Ryan, um, if you're so kind as to just kind of discuss a little bit about, um, I guess Otto is your is the main character that you and I have had experience with with each other. Um, oh yeah. But because uh, that's it, that would lead us nicely into like a discussion about some of the barriers. Because I feel like mm. so for context, um, Ryan <laughs> is one of my players for from my home game that uh, we initially started way back. I think twenty end of twenty nineteen and uh, played a three year long campaign level three to level twenty. And Ryan was the same character for throughout. Um, yeah. Try yeah. as I might, I could not kill this PC. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and um, yeah, and I think uh, the existence of Otto led to some really beautiful moments of RP. Um, so if you can just give us a little brief uh, snapshot as to what Otto was and the kind of mindset you kind of put yourself in to create and play as Otto. For sure. Yeah, Otto. I... I, I, I don't go many days without uh, drawing from 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 Otto's character and what he meant to me because yeah he was he was definitely I think yeah when it comes to to PCs that I've played um, in in D and D and and tabletop definitely one of uh, the most uh, sure. I, I, I could rarely, if I can put it like this, naturally dive deep into what would this character be feeling at any given moment. Um, and Otto was a, <laughs> maybe it says a lot about myself at the time and where I was coming from, <laughs> as, uh, as we see throughout many characters that we play. But he was quite a a a a happy-go-lucky um first of all a a um a rakshi so a a cat folk in in our homebrew campaign and he he was very happy-go-lucky he came from quite unfortunate circumstances but that never sort of subdued that jolliness and that spring in his step that he had on the daily every hour, every minute. <laughs> um, and it was, it was wonderful to, to play this kind of character because it adds a lot of nuance to, to have a character that has reason to, to feel anguish and to tap into suffering. Um, but just from their current experience, they're still able to see many a silver lining, but you know, as life goes on, we, we, we rarely are able to face our demons and, and Otto is someone who had to really, um, face his fears somewhere down the line. And 
he 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 was he was actually deeply troubled in in many ways and a kind of character that maybe not for lack of opportunity but didn't face um some of those deep set traumas that that he had and that he know he know, know, knows that he has um but he he struggled to face it for a reason because they're very they're very dark and grim and he he was brought up as an orphan um but also happily an orphan you know he um he really loved his his guardian and very much a mentor he followed benji. the same yeah oh yeah oh yeah benji bench of oh, bench also very important side note he had a very strong Australian accent and uh, uh, or New Zealand, wh- whoever whoever you're siding with there. But Otto was uh, he was a absolute um, yeah an absolute beaut, and he um, he he really ended up uh, smelling the roses when when there were other sort of influences, darker influences that happened upon his path you know and and you get this in life where you you might not even know that you are um affected by something until you're staring at face to face and it's like wow this is actually something that has been running behind the scenes for quite some time and i don't know if i've just denied it or what it is but here it is and now it's time to face it and there are many moments like that where um it, it became quite a thing of like, well, who really is Otto? Um, those times of integrity and where moral fiber is really, you know, shown. Um, and uh, and you, like sometimes you just have to, you know, go with whatever comes from that. Um, I think I was very much blessed with the the party and and josh the dm <laughs> that that we were that we were given i will flatter you as much as uh, is needed because it really keep going, it really keep going. Felt, it's felt my, my <laughs> brother it's felt to the full and it's it's um it's really a thing of you know feeling comfortable to to go into those vulnerable states and i was very much lucky to to feel vulnerable enough to really delve into those things yeah. and it's like I, I think I set Otto up without realizing the sort of ramifications the trajectory that are laid out. Yeah. I think, <laughs> like, I think that's the thing as well is, uh, so like for, for further context, you said, uh, Thomas Arakshi, uh, he was gunslinger. raised and raised an orphan, uh, after a horrible tragedy that he kind of, uh, blocked out in his mind and, yeah. uh, raised by, uh, this uh, uh, surrogate father figure who yes. taught him how to be a gunslinger and all these things, which which seems a little tropey, like when you just look at it like in a sentence. But then the more oh, yeah. you go into it, as as Ryan said, it gave the opportunity to play a nuanced character that is not I am edgy. My whole family has been destroyed, and I seek vengeance <laughs> at all times. It was cool, cool. There's something in the back of my mind that the more I think about it, the more sad it makes me. So I'm gonna not think about it and rather just cover everyone in joy and um, uh, like jokes and just be just be upbeat at all times, so that I don't have to kind of engage with that. And then as me as the DM, I was able to expose 
Otto to more and more walls of you can't keep you can't keep running from this kind of thing. Um, so yeah, I think uh, that leads to well, I guess from from my own context, um, I played a wizard for about two, also about two ish years running a game running concurrently. Um, concurrently congruently same time in parallel yeah. uh okay. to, to this home game um and when i had created the character i didn't think i'd like drawn on really anything for myself i'd drawn on like a concept like a trope of a wizard that also similar rough upbringing and um not wanted to like make, make something of himself but it was a bit of a charlatan he was more of a magician than anything else illusion mm-hmm. wizard uh uh, using card tricks in here and this and that to hide how much how powerful he'd actually be, had become and lots of smoke and mirrors and lots of presenting this this image of grandeur as this performing mage be, to hide the fact that he or to make himself appear more than what he actually felt inside he I was very that. clearly compensating at all times when he, when he was introduced the level five or level four i think it was um he was wearing a gaudy, like bright blue uh, tail coat with a bright blue top hat. He had a cane that was his casting focus, and he had like these like steampunk esque like goggle glasses on, and everything was was extravagant. And um, Dorian guy, a magnificent master of illusions, and it was everything was just big. And then as the game progressed, I didn't realize like I like that that like little speech that I'd made of like where he came from. I didn't really properly engage with the fact that I was like, why does he interact like this? Why does he engage with things the way he does? Uh, And it's because he's got a, he's got a chip on his shoulder and he wants to prove himself to the world because he's not able to prove himself. Yeah. He feels no self-worth. He's not able to prove himself to himself. So if he can get adoration for everyone else, sweet. And then as he got a bit stronger, um, he was interacting with more mages and stuff. And then he was like, oh, this, and now I just look like an, like an imbecile. So he like rebranded and became a bit more serious. And he's like, oh, this is what a mage is supposed to look like. It was like fur, like, <laughs> like leather and fur coat. And it was like, uh, my hair, he cut his hair, wasn't wearing a, co- a uh, top hat anymore. And then the more he went on, he was still like, he had interaction with his, with his mentor. And yeah. found out his mentor had been lying to him his whole life. And he was like, damn, oh, like, I can't. I like <laughs> I have done all this so that you can be proud of me. And he's like, damn. Wow. Okay, cool. And then he just like spiraled <laughs> thereafter. And it was like, like I, I love portraying um like RP. Like we'll go into this in the different types of RP we'll talk about it shortly. But yeah. I love portraying RP not just in like RP moments of like speaking, but I love mm. portraying RP in look, like describing what not only like, especially as a caster describing not only like how i cast spells but also like describing what my character is like body language is like and what my character's like um look is what they what they dress like i loved using dorian's like various outfits almost as like arcs that he was going through like then as soon as that whole thing happened he spiraled homie stopped wearing his like big coat his like college shirt he always wore was untucked at all times yep. His hair, which was like, which was neatly like shaved on the side with like a little top knot and stuff, was loose. So it was just like messy at all times. He had his beard was starting to grow. And then it's when he started to delve more into like fiendish dark magics. And once again, he was like grasping at things to be like, 
like my, my mentor doesn't know that I'm good. Someone must know that I am good. And clearly what I've been doing is not good enough. So I got to delve into like darker things to do so. And then eventually yeah. towards the end of the campaign, he got like self-worth and he confronted his mentor and all these things. And at the very end of the campaign, he was neatly poised. He had like the robe of the arch mage and like, um, uh, like, a, like a fresh beard and like long hair that was like neatly tied and like pr- pr- uh, pristine robes and stuff. And I loved portraying like i don't know, i don't know if this was a thing for anybody else but for me specifically i was like uh, that creativity of being to be like this is what he looks like now this is what he's going through because he portrays it yeah. in like, his physical appearance Definitely. um so that, yeah parallel almost of you know having that identity identity crisis within where it's like what what role am i actually meant to be fulfilling here and you feel yeah. you feel you need to fulfill this need and it can very much draw that parallel towards like, okay, well, this is how I need to be perceived, not just yeah. like internally, but also externally. And it becomes exactly. like, a, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, um, I really love that. And I, I, I would actually like to do that a little bit more. Um, I mean, there were obviously like certain, there's, there's obvious um, identifiers, I think, in, in Otto's uh sort of characterization or, or visual mm. depiction that he had. Um, but that was very much tied to, I think, external uh, pressures and uh, certain vampiric influences. <laughs> <laughs> I love I love throwing a hot vampire at my players. What can I oh, say? My goodness. <laughs> well received. Um, also. <laughs> um all right so we've very much uh spoken about our characters and like what we enjoy about rp and kind of tried to convey a little bit about like why rp can be so useful and healthy um so why do people not do it well i think there's a there's a couple Hmm. of barriers that i could think of and like just looking online and things as well that people are so commonly use and so commonly uh like attribute their lack of rp to um so people immediately go like, oh, I don't want to put on a voice. I would feel uh, yep. stupid. My friends are going to laugh at me. Like, and as mm-hmm. much as I, I, my, I'm, I have two very vague accents for the most part. Um, that's, and like Dorian's accent, Dorian's voice was just like a slightly more like uh, British-esque version of my own voice. Uh, Otto, you, Ryan, you, <laughs> Ryan, you put on a, a full on Australian accent and you know that when I, presented benji to you i put on a very vague australian accent um (laughs) and i think the thing is that that if you want to put on voices if you want to do that that's okay no one like you don't need to do that like we've already spoken about a couple of ways to portray rp without needing to put on voices i I don't tie that almost to to rp Uh, i mean sure it can be a a supplementary tool for for rp to sort of like get out of your own head or get out of your own body so you 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 feel somewhat different to how you normally are portraying yourself but i don't fully tie that just to the kind of state of being that you can get into with rp because when you are um you know fulfilling this kind of character and you, you 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 you're sort of fleshing out and going with the flow um the 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 accent itself i i mean that that is just a it can be a kind of cherry on top maybe also it can be a useful tool for for other players to be like cool i'm not speaking mm. to this person currently but it's definitely not um 
a, a, a deal breaker at all. Um, yeah. I, I, I feel like I've, I've played um, or I've even DM'd for, for some very close friends who I'm usually like, you know, very, very vulnerable with, but they, they don't feel comfortable with accents. And um, that fact alone became this kind of, how can I say it became a kind of, as we've put it here, like, like this barrier to entry for, for RPing. It's, it's not, it's not the kind of gatekeeper that it can be painted out to be because it's, there's so much more to a character. And, and I think if anything, it can be a barrier to someone actually, you know, feeling comfortable and feeling vulnerable uh, or comfortable enough to be vulnerable. Um, And as soon as like, I, I was like to, to those people that I was playing with, to my friends, I was just like, you know, it's okay. You don't actually have to try put on the accent or like, it, cause they expressed, they weren't really comfortable with it. So I'm like, this is absolutely fine. Please like just be however you feel you want to be in this moment. However, this character yeah. also that you're channeling feels they want to be in this moment and just be whatever that is. And that is perfect. And like, slowly but surely it was quite amazing the sort of transformation as soon as that became like less of this big kind of anxiety it was really cool to see to see the change from from there onward um in our games sure. and that was in a, a, a curse of strad game um where there's a lot of intensity all the time and so many different accents in uh, barovia you know and um like there can be a lot of pressure in in, in being completely immersed in this and it's like but as soon as you allow yourself to, you know, just drop that wall a little bit and you're like, I'm just going to talk however I feel like I need to talk right yeah, now. And exactly. it was funny. People started putting natural inflections into their characters. And I was like, you know, like after a couple of sessions, I'm like, you know that you actually have changed like your accent quite a bit. And that's really cool because uh, like they didn't even notice. That's the thing. I feel like, so I'll, I'll touch on a bit more about the, the alternatives to this, but I feel like, the talking like i think we can we can scrap it as like putting on accents and rather be like talking as your character there's like two verbal mm. quote unquote like ways of portraying rp that i kind of see it's it's mm. it's speaking about your character in the third person they say this yes. whatever or it's speaking as your character both of which perfectly fine both of which are rp like yes. um the, the the all the stuff i spoke about about dorian and how he dresses and things like that is like a portion mm-hmm. of rp as well you know so it's getting into your role playing, getting into the character. This is not an acting class, you know. This is not you're not filming a movie or whatever. Like you're 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 at the end of the day, and this is something that I I maintain often is you're playing a game for fun with people you're supposed oh, yeah. to like. Like oh, yeah. don't do something that is going to give you anxiety. That's going to make you feel like why, like count down the hours. When can this game, is the game going to end so I can, so I can go and do what I actually want to do. We've only got so many hours in the day, guys, like, especially if you've got jobs and you've got like <laughs> other responsibilities to take care of. Don't fill your spare time with things you don't enjoy. So then, so like those two elements of RP shouldn't be, uh hassling there shouldn't be something that 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 drives that anxiety so like just speaking as your character i think is such a nice like like first step like you said like you don't have you can you free your players guys i as a dm like putting on accents i've i've i know if you guys think i look sound stupid or look stupid or whatever like that i could care less i'm gonna put on accents because that's how i'm having fun 
if that makes you uncomfortable, that's another story. Then maybe this yeah. is not the right kind of group for that. But uh, as long as you aren't uncomfortable with that, I will never force you to put on an accent. But I might, I might encourage. It's sometimes more fun to speak as your character, but no pressure. Because then, just speaking as your character, yeah. like you said, the more you speak as your character, the more you'll almost like naturally put yourself in that scene. You know, you're no yeah. longer Ryan in that scene, or because like. Outside of Dorian, like my other character that I played was uh, for about almost a year was was Michael and a warlock, and mm-hmm. I started. I tried to like form this this like proper British accent that was like deep and whatever. And then by like four sessions in, I realized like it's making me more anxious to try and maintain that accent, and I'm not focusing on yeah. being in the moment. So Michael's voice just became a slightly deeper version of mine, like, and that was perfect. Yeah, like no one ever was like, "Oh, is that Michael speaking? Or is that Josh?" Like, it, yeah, don't let this concept of accents bring away from this this portion of RP, which is mm. being your character or, or speaking as your character. That yeah. being said, speak in third person. If that's if that's that's also a form of RP, you might find that if other people at the player at the other players at the table are speaking as their character, you mm. might be a bit more encouraged than to try speaking as your character but it's a yeah. it's a it's almost like like wading your feet through the water kind of thing like you go through the shallow end then you get to the deep end mm-hmm. and either also way those are the things you know <laughs> say it again it's 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 quite difficult like i always took my hat off to say um w- w- one person that's that's that um was was in this particular group that we've been speaking about ross i really took my hat off to to him in how he would speak um in third person a lot of the time for iliac because mm. it is very much a thing of 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 preference and what you you're comfortable with which is great because it means that you have options at the end of yeah. the day and and i was always in such admiration in how he would actually describe what exactly his character's thinking and how his character's interacting and engaging with the world around him. And there's so much beauty to that. And that that's the, the wonderful thing is that there's beauty to every which way that you feel comfortable to express this character in its truest mm-hmm. form, in their truest form. Like that is what you must go for. And 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 that can change. And and don't don't allow like any kind of pressures or expectations to like force you and like or put your back up against a wall in that way. It's it's purely like what, what you are comfortable with when it's when it comes to yeah. But I, I, I really like admire um how how one can act, actually like speak about their character in the third person, which is quite difficult for, for myself in a sense. And something that I, you know, actually I'm learning, uh, in the process and, and want to learn more about. Yeah. And I think, I think that goes back to what we were saying earlier with the, the RP outside of just speaking RP, RP is really just playing as your character, getting into your character's mind, role playing. And that could be describing what they look like, what they're doing, what they're thinking or what yeah. they're saying. So yeah. I think Ross used to do such a good job of, uh, I mean, still does, but like just off the top of my head, how often would the phrase like, Ili- so Iliac, Ross's character, Iliac, and Ross is, is, has his own episode coming soon. Um, he, he, Ross was playing a bard, little mouse folk bard, 
uh, named Iliac, and he had this big, like, uh, almost like musketeer kind of like hat. Um, and he would oh, just yes. be like, uh, with this big feather, and something would happen, someone would say something, and Ross's only interjection would be, uh, Iliac takes off his uh, hat and does a big, <laughs> a big uh, dramatic bow, and then continues. Yes. And you can just picture that. And the moment that the, the influence that has on a scene is immediately like, you could you could have a similar influence by like changing the conversation and being like thank you so much for having us your majesty we really appreciate it but all of that was done in one sentence that we could picture mm-hmm. and now yeah. work off of because then now it's for so the people effective. that prefer speaking like as their character yeah. can now be like oh i also i like like oh iliac is always so formal kind of thing like haha and interacting with the scene in that way yeah. others that also feel a bit more comfortable doing a third person way um can can follow suit you know so Definitely. i think yeah it creates I, I, a balance in space yeah because especially if you have like a, a bit of both in like one group it it does create that kind of contrast where you have someone fulfilling one role and then another person fulfilling this other role and both have such beautiful like i suppose imaginative and visual representations in one's mind's uh, eye um, yeah that 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 always like painted such a clear like picture in my in my in my imagination whenever ross would would add these like funny quips and like mannerisms that you can't always you know just explain by saying something as your yeah. character <laughs> yeah 100 uh, percent. otherwise you just become like a talking head you know you're equivalent of a talking <laughs> head just like saying that it was a really good um but uh, rp is not just an audio drama you know there's there's elements to it um yeah there was there's something else on that. I just it just popped right out of my head now. Damn it. Um oh it was um just like just like for well here okay, before I hop into like tips on how to go about it, uh, is there any other barriers that you can think of the top of your head that um would be worth discussing that we can maybe go into a bit more depth or I think the main thing is the is the the fear and the discomfort you know yeah, that comes with I, it and the expectation that causes anxiety yes i i, I mean from so so I, I and i'll i'll call it a luxury but because because it definitely is but i have had the the privilege and the luxury of dming like very very beginner players like first time ever to play um a a, a lovely game of of 5e and why I call it a luxury and a privilege is because I, I got to, you know, see a lot of things that um, can be very difficult to engage with when it comes to, to, to role playing. And, and just like, obviously you have the very technical aspects, like the mechanics and getting used to that. But then there's this whole other beast of role playing and, and there's there's definitely a, a large amount of, of of fear that that shrouds like I think it's w- what I saw and what I what feedback I got from from my friends was um, how do I even begin mm. where do I even begin and um, the the want is there the desire to engage on that level and and these are people who've who've you know even even though they are beginners they've maybe seen say like some kind of uh streamed uh yeah. tabletop like whether it's critical role or um acquisitions incorporated and D20. 
me 20 exactly and and they they've they've seen what it can be like and that you know that whole thing of like okay well is is this what i'm expected to be mm. and that's where I think a lot of the fear can stem from and i know that this has been quite a topic of discussion uh in 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 the the years past but it is something that should always be you know referenced and and and, and brought up because it's it should never be a thing where we are always measuring ourselves against people who just have been doing this for so long yeah. and have so much experience in, in this vein. And it's, it's something where um, I've, I've at least also had the privilege to see those very same people be like, wow, I finally get it. And the, like, it's different for, for, for each person, but like the one, like the most recent, I suppose, account I can have for that, where, where one of my best friends, uh, Kyle, he had that kind of epiphany. He, he, he was like, I, I just got it. I, I was fully, you know, my, my, my character in this world. And it was definitely for him about the immersion and the culmination of all the aspects of the world, finally coming together, things making sense and him finding that his, like their place in, in, in their world. And, and so there's an aspect of world building that, that you have to, you have to be willing the relationship of player to dungeon master, I think comes into such a, an important phase of, of someone finding their voice in the world. Um, and, and, and that's something that, that really needs to be credited because like session zeros and, and just like discussions of like, what are you comfortable with like playing, whether it's like mechanical or this or that, like, you know, what you want to do. And that's what, that's what I've always, you know, admired about, our games that you've that you've run josh is that you are so forthcoming when it comes to like cool like how are you gonna live your best life in this yeah, uh, yeah. best life doesn't have to be you it's know supposed it's supposed to like, be fun guys yeah. <laughs> how, how are you gonna have the most fun whether it's like fun by going through quite a lot of like crazy traumatic sequences which can also be really fun just by the way but also how are you going to be your purest self and, mm. and be able to be so comfortable that, that you just, you're not even thinking about like, what am I going to do next? It is actually just, I know exactly what's happening next. Um, yeah. and, and that kind of chemistry is, is, is very important to have that ongoing conversation. Um, I, I know like with, with Murray, you're always like, he would be uncertain about like, do I want to continue with this character, you know? And that's a, that's a very valid conversation to have. Even if it breaks narrative in some way, the amazing thing is that we can create more in this world yeah. as it, as it continues. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, I think that's, you're really going yeah, into those, the, those tips then that leads me into the very, like the main tip is uh, what you've already mentioned there is that is communication, 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 yeah. communication, like session zero, everyone must be on board with whatever it is, is decided. Everyone must feel safe. Everyone must feel like, like they're being heard because, and I feel like that also means that people should feel equipped to be like like if you're if i'm the dm for you to be like hey josh i i appreciate 
um, like that all this stuff has been happening and it's lots of like world building you want to do now. I kind of feel a little bit like we were watching NPCs talk a lot and normally it's cool, yeah. but it would give us some space to, 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 to have our moments and stuff. Um, oh, yeah. and, and to be able to have that conversation and to not be like, oh, no, Josh is going to be offended. So this goes to DMs and to players is mm. go in with an open heart and open mind when you go in and communicate uh, for session zeros and, and for everything going forward know what like there's lots of awesome safety tools you can use and stuff but I'll, I'll touch on that in a bit before i get sidetracked but like in session zero it should be clearly established what do you guys want out of this game if you're playing with a group of people that are war gamers you know and they don't play rpgs ever not even on like uh console and stuff and you as this dm are like oh i've created this world of this intricate political system and there's going to be you guys going to do a heist but it's going to have all these like uh, social elements to it and you go to session zero and you start off and you as always you got to be like cool what do you guys want out of this campaign what there's lots of elements to the two they call it what do they call it the the spheres of play i guess what it is like yeah. exploration combat and social um yeah of those three like rank them for me like we and if they're all like nah i don't want to do social things like i be, i just want to come here and have like a war game and then you're like okay and if, if all the players feel that way you as the dm know either reevaluate your expectations for this game and and create which could also be fun you know create like a very meat grinder kind of a um <laughs> kind of a campaign for these players but don't go in there trying to shove the 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 square block in the round hole and be like oh but and try and set up these moments because you're going to be disappointed because the players aren't going to feel it's comfortable doing it because that's not what they want um so that's the is is communicating before the campaign even starts and then yeah. to go a little bit deeper into that is say the players go cool i want um I love RP. I love like creating cool moments and like having interactions with players and, and with the NPCs and stuff like that. And just having cool back and forths. Okay, cool. Um, how does that, like, how does that look for you guys? Do you yeah. like having interactions with each other? Um, if there's going to be arguments with, with PCs, because inevitably that's could be bound to happen. Um, oh, yeah. Is that something that you do want to happen? Don't want to happen? How do you feel about romance? How do you feel about? You know what I mean? And like, exactly. Because and get they get the views from everyone. Because next thing you know, yeah. you're watching someone. You someone's joining the game that's watched Critical Role and they love. Uh, they love shipping the characters and they're like, cool, uh, that's that's a big, that's, or they've just played like Baldur's Gate and they're like, cool, it's, I'm basically joining to play a dating sim with my friends. And then you oh, join yeah. in and everyone else is like, no, I'm, I'm playing as, uh, uh, what, I, I made I made an NPC offhanded uh, on my video with, in the episode with Tom, uh, Rimple Dimp. I'm playing Rimple Dimp the fighter who just wants to protect his village. I don't, like, like, why, why are you? Why is your character trying to kiss my character? This makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> and like, and then that's so key. Is what, RP, yeah. what does that RP look like for you? Because yeah. everyone must be comfortable, and you gotta have those levels of comfort. You know. Yeah, and I can definitely say that you you you're a master of of balancing um, those the, those kinds of uh, expectations that players can have and balancing what we see in game because 
I mean, I, I, I can tell everyone here, like th there's been times when, um, like that, that trauma I was talking about with Otto, like really came to the fore and, you know, when you, when you are so interwoven with, with such a character, it can be quite, quite, you know, like you can feel that as, as a very real emotion. And I mean, I, I was no drama student. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm somewhat of a theater nerd, but I didn't really study any of this, but I understand why you do need to study these kinds of things when it comes to like method acting, because it can be, it, it can affect you deeply, but in such beautiful ways also. And it's, it's very important to, to have those check-ins also. Mm -hmm. um, and I think something that you did really well was just like after game, after something quite intense, it would just be like little check-in. Hey, my guy, are, are you like, you doing, you, you holding up? Like, how are you doing? What you feeling? And, and, and just having that space. And, and that also, you know, falls into that category of communication because it's not just communication that's happening. It's a level of care and, and just appreciation that we have for one another and, and the love that we have for one another as friends and, and people, you know, all aiming for the same goal um, of, of fun and, and enjoyment um, in life and in this. And I, I really, I really just want to take this moment to take my hat off to you to, to really just thank you for, for being that kind of person who, who, who gives a damn in, in just, you know, how, how you can go through these things. Cause once you get the RP bug, my friends, mm. it hits hard and mm. it's, um, it's amazing. Mm. It's such, a, it's such an adventure. It's such a journey and it's beautiful, but it can, it can really, you know, it can affect you in such amazing ways in very deep ways. And it can bring up a lot of things. And it's always important whether you're just like PC to PC, friend to friend, DM to friend, however it is, it is important to, you know, just take check care in. Yeah, and check sure. in. Be like, how are you doing, my guy or my gal? And I'm I'm really I'm here for you if if you need that 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 support or just someone to talk to. Because a lot of the time we we reflect these facets of our life that we are going through, whether we do it consciously or unconsciously. Um this this is a place of of non-judgment where we can do that regardless. And it's it's very important to hold space on many levels for that. Um, and, for sure. and that's why it's, it's, it's something that will always be so dear to my heart and, and something that I don't even hope because I just know that I'm going to be doing this with you, Josh, <laughs> until we are. I said at the end of our last session, I was like, I was like, I hope, cause we just finished, uh, uh, like our side campaign in our home game. And I said oh, yeah. at the end, I was like, I, my wish, because at the end of every session, we do stars and wishes. It's something that people may yeah. have heard of where you just give a star to some uh, a moment or a player or a couple of players yeah. or all the players or whatever like that for individual things. And then wishes for the, the, giving the DM some feedback, giving the players some feedback, what you hope to happen soon. And of course, at the end of a campaign, there's not too many wishes that you can really do the campaign has ended. And my wish was just that we can do this until we're old and gray and that we're in a, in a home somewhere. And my great grandkids are like, like grandpa what's what's happening why are you where's grandpa and it's like no guys it's sunday at 4 p.m you know that grandpa and josh is playing D &D with his friends. um 
But before we before we close off, I think uh, we've talking spoken a lot about like uh, a bit more like a philosophical approach and how you can deal with this and how you overcome some barriers. Um, yeah. But I think as a player and as a DM, there's like what someone I was going to mention earlier, but I thought it'd be a bit better to end off with it is mm. as a player there's there's a couple of things that i can think of to how to try and get yourself in and your players engaged in rp and as a dm there's other things being the yeah. the, the, the dm generally um i was gonna start on that um and then uh, see if you had any things off the top of your head for for players before i give my little piece but for sure for for dms the the major thing um, so we already spoke about is communication. Make sure everyone's on the same page. Use safety tools. Make sure everyone knows um, like what's what are lines and your lines and your veils. Like make sure everyone's comfortable. Great. Once that's all established, there's a couple of things that you can do. And I think the easiest, the absolute easiest way of f- encouraging player to player RP because I think that's where uh, it's the most safe because sure the spotlight is on you but in this scenario i'm going to discuss now you don't you're not fighting for being spoken over accidentally or intentionally um that you have the floor and that is make use of watches (laughs) i cannot stress enough like the use of like a, a watch in an adventure um is such a underrated tool to be like, okay, cool, you guys are adventuring, whether that be um, you guys are going through a city and, you, and you've you camped out at one of the um, on like the little uh, taverns or whatever, or obviously in more ideal circumstances, you're on like a cross-country journey or something and you need somebody to take a watch in the night. As the DM, encourage that, like, don't ask, are you guys, like, like, don't let it, just let it happen. Okay, you guys go and rest. Encourage, say, all right, are you guys taking watches? Immediately the players are like, oh damn, should we be taking watches? Is that scary, Archer? And immediately it's like, cool, I'm more engaged in the story. And then mm-hmm. as a DM, encourage, say, cool, um, look at how many players you have. If you have four players, break it up, say, cool, the night works in two shifts. Like, oh, sure, sure, like rules is written, you have to rest a certain number of hours and stuff, but that's dumb. <laughs> Just, <laughs> like, it's fine. You, like, if you want to do that, it's fine. But like, allow for... Not two all person else. watches yeah because that's what's that's what you that that's where you're going to really get some beautiful moments and if it's yeah. awkward if players are still today not en- engaging be the the dm you must push them together and now kiss now, obviously not now kiss but you know what i mean <laughs> like <laughs> like they're what they're 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 camping and uh, yeah, create like a little story like a little scene yeah. of what they're seeing you describe it with your words that's your rp as the dm you're rping the world to give them something to interact with even prompt them with it you know like uh yeah. you're busy camping and it's silence between the two of you and it's very quiet and then you see like fireflies floating up above the the tree line and as they come a little bit closer down towards your camp uh they fly past you but one that has like a broken wing uh, is like hanging off in the distance and it comes and it lands on uh, Rimpledim's shoulder um, and then give them the floor. And if Rimpledim is going to interact with it or he's not, or the other person reacts with it or, it's, or they're not. And you are doing what you can to create that scene. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, that's 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 some um, some gold nuggets right there. I already wanted to to act that out just because it was so <laughs> being pulled in there. I <laughs> will create Rumpledimp somewhere. Rumpledimp will be a character that has, will exist oh, yes. in my life. Yeah, 
Um, and then the the other thing that I was thinking of for like just a, just the tip of the top of my head for players is, and it's something that me and you have both alluded to and, and said in, in in a variation of words, is to think about what is your character thinking now what is your character feeling now and that doesn't have to be like at every moment of the campaign but like cool almost like self-reflecting but you're reflecting as your as your character like you know because people don't self-reflect in life in general but like self-reflect be like okay cool we've just had this big fight with this dragon it's just hectic what is my character thinking now damn like he's they're a, a wizard and they ran out of spell slots and they weren't able to save their friends hectic how does it make them feel and try to engage with that if that gives you a little bit of a of a seed that can grow into like everyone's rping or whatever and you say like all right um uh uh, reginald the wizard is uh slumped in a corner like he looks dejected as you see his big floppy hat is just like facing the ground immediately that is an rp thing that's an rp moment you've engaged with and just thinking what is my character thinking now at this moment can be such a nice spark for things like that. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. Full disclosure, when you started mentioning watches, I honestly thought that you were meaning it as a prop. You and I, <laughs> I was like, Josh, you were very, you were very agreeable. You were like, yeah, yeah. So, after what, what did you think I was meaning? <laughs> no, at first, I was like, okay, <laughs> and then you started describing it, and I was just like, I shut up completely because I'm like, I know exactly what you mean now. Yes, right, write yes. that down. Write that down. Use watches. It's like because uh, most, most of our playing has been online, so you don't see what I do. Little do you know, like everything is down to a watch size. I can definitely get on the bandwagon of both watches, but also when it comes to uh, just from the player's perspective, um, what, what, what is my, my player thinking currently, but even more so what, what I've experienced myself and what I've, I've, I've seen is that sometimes we are, we've just like, you know, finished a busy week and we're sitting down to have an amazing game. But, you know, you're still holding on to a bit of like, you know, what's happening in your life a bit. And you, you, you end up sort of thinking from your own perspective. It's like, how would I actually react to, to this situation? And that is when you'll see sometimes like, we are just, you know, reacting or responding from our own, you know, lens of perspective. And I, I think, you know, just, just having that, that awareness of like, I'm now, uh, go, I'm trying, uh, I'm having this transition of, of, of going from this, you know, everyday life into this other world and really, you know, honoring that, and and treating this as as something that is you know it is something for yourself it is something for your soul at the end of the day um and i say that because it really does actually have the potential to be um and when you give it that kind of space of i i'm doing this for me you're able to forget a bit (laughs) about all the other stuff that's happening in our lives and and around the world and when we are able to, you know, just get into that 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 space of of ease, then 
one can really just be like, it's not even a question of like, what would my character be thinking right now? It's just like, that's what I'm thinking as my character right now, because I'm making the decision to, to really, to fill that, that space. And, and, and backstory ties into that. And it doesn't even, I mean, I'm, I think I'm a great Testament for like, you can give a certain amount of backstory. It doesn't have to be essays and essays of that, but the base it off base it off some kind of experience something to draw from and something to connect with even if it's something simple that you've experienced that you don't have to go too much into like you know your 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 deeper layers even but it's something that you've experienced in life that you can then draw from and be like hey this is exactly how i felt in life and it's just like with connecting with a friend over whatever it is but you're now connecting with this other being where it's even more intimate because it's with yourself and yourself and something that yourself has created. And therefore you can start, you know, connecting immediately. There's, there's that immediate connection of like, this is how I would feel in this. And this is how this character is feeling in this. And I'm playing that character because I know this feeling. I know this connection that I'm having with um, this person or this situation because it's now based off real world experience and it doesn't have to mean that your character is now a, 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 a real world representation of, of, of who you are um, as a person, because we could never do that to, to the fullest because we're always in permutation and change, but you can get quite close to, you know, just adding some nuances that make you, you and your character them and, I should actually say, and your character, you also, because you, we all share these parts. And if you can connect with those small things and it can be like, maybe if I can, if I can give a real world and, 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 and fantasy, uh, example with say, say Otto, one of the things that I have, um, I suppose, recognized within myself only after people are just like, you know, you always like this man, like how or why, or, you know, this is you, um, would be always seeing, you know, I think I mentioned it before, but the silver lining and things and, and providing that, that semblance of it is all right. And that is something that, that Otto, like new to a fault where it actually became like this, not just a trope, but also like a weakness in some points because he became very protective and he, he became self-destructive in ways. And that's why it can, you can start playing out these things that you've known to experience in your own life and you can play it out bit by bit in, in these characters that, that we create, create, um, in these worlds and it's such a special opportunity it's like free therapy people <laughs> it really is quite amazing <laughs> and, and i really I, I i mean that i say that with a smile just because of my silver lining disposition but i say that with sincerity also because it it is truly felt and it's 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 something that is quite beautiful to to experience so find those those nuances that you know make you you and you don't have to all load them up into one 
character, you know, just certain quirks that you've seen reflection from from other people um, about yourself, and and you know, lace that into to someone that you you know you think would just be fun to play, or um, however it goes. But that that's that's my little uh, uh, ad there. Awesome. Yeah, I think there's a reason that I chose you for this topic, Ryan. Um, <laughs> we, we could we could wax lyrical about RPing for hours and hours, uh, but <laughs> we, uh, this is going to bring this episode to an end. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode of the RPGs podcast, and go role play with your friends. It's fun, I promise. Please do. Much love. That's love.